0: Welcome back to the Turning 30 podcast, a place where I invite guests to talk open and honestly about what it's really like to turn 30. I'm really excited to introduce this week's guest, Sarah Lewis, who is here to talk about turning 30 and building confidence. But first, let me introduce Sarah. Sarah is 29 years old and lives in London with her fiance, Adam, and her house, Rabbit Smudge. Sarah has just graduated from the Turning 30 programme, and when she first came to me, she was working in digital marketing for an e-commerce business has since made some really big changes to her career which we're going to talk about in the episode. So welcome to the podcast Sarah. Hello. Hello and can we just talk about the fact that we coached together for three months and I had no idea that you had a rabbit called Smudge. Yeah
1: even though he's can you kind of see him behind me? He is on the wall. Um, Oh yeah there's
0: a picture of him on you you guys can't see the listeners can't see but there is a really cute picture of a rabbit on the wall. (laughs)
1: Um but yes, we have a, uh, a house rabbit. So he just kind of hops around the flat, um, living his own life. Uh, yeah, he's a very lucky little rabbit, to be honest. Um, wow. <laughs> he, he, yeah, we weren't ready for the uh, plunge to get a dog. Um, so a rabbit was the, the kind of the step we were ready for in our pet lives. Um, but actually, he's more more work than I expected, but he's worth it.
0: So that's what I was going to ask. Like, I don't actually know about keeping a rabbit, uh, especially one that runs around the house. Like, do you have to take him outside? Like, what is, is that like a, is just fully a house rabbit?
1: Yeah, no, he's just fully a house rabbit. Um, <laughs> So he doesn't, he doesn't go outside, Um, but he has free roam of the flat. And then um, we obviously feed him and give him toys and stuff. It's kind of, I guess, a bit like a cat. Um, Apart from he doesn't have a flat. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah and he, he just spends the day he's normally like sleeping under our legs when we start working at the table or whatever um so yeah he's very cute and he's very Aww, fluffy
0: that um, sounds so um, cute but it's funny yeah. how we we worked together for for three months and i didn't know that and i actually wanted to tell the story of the fact that Sarah and I met through Instagram and Sarah signed up for the program and you know in the initial consult that when we when we speak we don't really get into personal details you know obviously it's straight to the point of talking about coaching and how I can help and then I think that we've been working together for like maybe six weeks like already halfway through and then we figured out that we're basically from the same place in Manchester and we didn't even know and at one point I was like you mentioned you went home to visit your parents and then I was like so where are you from? And then you told me. And I was like, me too. And it was just like the weirdest moment that we realized that we're basically from oh, the wow. same like neck of the woods.
1: Yeah. I think it's because I've lost a bit of my accent as well. So people can't place me so easily, I don't think. I'm, yeah, I also like,
0: have the same thing.
1: Yeah. I don't sound like I'm from London, but I don't necessarily sound like I'm from Manchester anymore either, I don't think.
0: Well, I heard, Northern, I heard a Northern accent, but I didn't know exactly yeah. where from. It was like, I couldn't really place it. And I think people have the same with me. Yeah. Uh, Great. So let's get started on the podcast. We're here today to talk about building confidence. So just to give some background, this is part two uh, of um, the Building Confidence podcast series. So I did an episode last week talking a lot about uh, the theory behind building confidence. And if you haven't listened to that one yet, I recommend to everyone that uh, to either go back and listen to it first. It's a shorter episode. Uh, with some really kind of golden nuggets um, of the theory that we're going to talk about in this episode, or to just listen to it afterwards. Because again, you'll get a lot of value hearing Sarah's story and hearing what um, she's been working on for the past few months. So that's just a little bit of background. So I want to start off by uh, asking you, Sarah, uh, you signed up to do the Turning 30 uh, program, uh, coaching program in June. Mm-hmm. What were the main reasons that you you decided to A reach out to me and then to be hire me as your life coach.
1: Mm. Um so yeah, I've been following you on Instagram, as you said, for a while. Um I think it's something um that kind of going doing the coaching is something I'd been considering, but I'd never kind of taken the plunge. Um and then I think um basically the reasons I first reached out to you, I was just feeling very unfulfilled um in my life in general and I didn't on my own know how to work out exactly why that was and 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 to change it for the better um I got to that point where I felt like I'd done everything right you know I would followed the path that you're supposed to follow um, and uh it just wasn't working I, I I just I just knew I wasn't living a life I wanted to be living I didn't feel like me I think I remember describing to you it was a bit like I felt like my life was like fitting a square peg into a round hole it just didn't fit with who I was and I think as a result of that I just felt at the time, like, I was a bit of a, a failure. Um, I think I was quite angry at myself that I hadn't kind of achieved more or I wasn't, you know, more successful or, or whatever. And um, and those things I think just came to a bit of a head really. Um, and and so that was the point at which I, I reached out to you.
0: Yeah, I definitely very clearly remember you saying that saying, which I love about the the peg. What was the saying again? Mm-hmm.
1: Like putting a square
0: peg into a round hole. The square peg into the round hole. I just think so many people will resonate with that—that that feeling of really trying to be a certain way or do mm. certain things, and actually like just not feeling like it fits and not feeling like it's right. And I remember when you said that to me, being like, "Wow, I think so many people who come to me or who are interested in coaching, or just in general, who are you know living their life in their in their our age." feel that way like it's such a normal thing to feel
1: yeah but quite I guess like it becomes quite overwhelming and I think that's what I I kind of got to that point when I reached out to you in in June it was like you can kind of go along with that for so long and then it just I think like multiple kind of things almost came to a head I guess um obviously we were in lockdown at the time um which I think had been like a real period of reflection for me and obviously a lot of my stuff was related to careers and I think kind of working from home for that period of time there was like that separation between um the job and then the office and the team and all of those kinds of things I think that was part of it um I think I was supposed to get married I think like two days before I reached out to you or something um which I don't think is a coincidence um and uh you know that all kind of falling through as a result of of COVID and having to postpone that for for a year and I think a lot of stuff just came to a head and after so long I just as much as like I had a nice life do you know what I mean I had like my job was you know I, I, I made a decent amount of money like I was you know on the surface it was a job that I think lots of people would have really enjoyed doing um but it just wasn't for me um and ultimately that just kind of yeah came to a head and I and I think I just knew I had to commit to it um and that's the point at which I yeah stop just following you on Instagram and actually send you a send you an email
0: (laughs) yeah yeah definitely and I just want to touch on what you said about COVID because I think that Mm -hmm. so many people feel this way it's almost like especially career-wise because even the the routine of going to the office every day and being around the same people every day and doing the same job, the commute, like everything. Once all that gets taken away and you're just yeah. left with the actual tasks of your job and just yep. you, yourself and the computer screen, basically. I think that lots of people had that clarity of understanding, is this what I really want? And, and I had it, you know, I was I was working before the, the first lockdown, before... Um, <laughs> You know, I had to work from home and I was also enjoying my office life and everything. And then also was really drawn back to what I really wanted to do because all of their kind of like the bells and whistles were taken away from it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, you just kind of get that like better focus on the, the tasks that you do in the day. Do you finish them and think like I was challenged today or I enjoyed that or whatever it was? And, and for me, yeah, the answer was was no mm. every day. Yeah. um and and that was just something I I just really struggled with um yeah. and yeah and I, I definitely think yeah being away from the office and uh, kind of accelerated that process I think I still would have come to the realization I, I think I kind of had um already but it kind of solidified it and it almost put a magnifying glass on it to the point where I knew actually it was that feeling was strong enough that I had to do something about it
0: yeah, like you went into a new level of awareness where the need for change was higher than the need to be comfortable. And that's basically probably a breaking point that lots of people get to and they kind of start to realize that they need to change instead of just accepting the status quo. So obviously I'm really happy that that happened um, because we did some amazing work together, which we will talk about. Uh, But I also wanted to really talk about the reaching out process for you and how it linked to your age because obviously it's the turning 30 coaching program and you actually yeah. reached out to me when you were 28 and i remember you saying to me about this you know you mentioned that you would have been getting married and that yeah. it was really important for you that in the run up to your 30th birthday that you felt like you could grow in confidence and basically reach these new goals that you wanted to set so can you just talk a little bit about how your Perception of being 30 and turning 30 really fed into that decision to coach together.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, so I think I guess for me and probably just everyone, I guess that 30 is almost like that milestone where you're like, okay, that's officially adulthood. Um, and I think a lot of um when we kind of started unpicking what my um sort of issues were or what the things I needed to change in my life were, a lot of it actually came down to me still feeling quite childlike um so obviously as you know I was kind of still seeking approval from people externally and I just didn't have that kind of confidence in myself that I felt like a 30 year old woman should have um and I wanted to get to that point by the time I turned 30 um and yeah with the wedding as well um I you know I think obviously it was a tricky one having to postpone it and stuff, but I, I also saw it as that opportunity to be like, okay, well, by the time I kind of reach that milestone in my life as well, I can be this person that I'm really proud of being um, and move into that next stage of, of being 30, of being married, of, you know, all of those things as the person I really want to be. Um, so, yeah, I think there is just a, a lot of of weight on turning 30 and, you know, there's all the, 30 under 30 lists and all that kind of stuff and I guess you know whether you see those as negative or positive I think what it can do is give you that like moment or the opportunity to actually say am I where I want to be yet by this by this time um either yeah in your career or just in general in in, for me it was just happiness I just wanted to be um a happy and fulfilled 30 year old woman um and now I think I will be
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, you're a happy and fulfilled 29 year old. So, you know, um, and I honestly, I just feel so inspired. And it's just amazing for me to hear that because really, I struggle a lot with the marketing of my program, because I'm like, you know, turning 30 and change career, turning 30 and find a good relationship, turning 30 and, you know, building confidence, there's just so many different things. But really, at the end of the day, what it is, is just turn 30 and be where you want to be or turn 30 and be happy with who you are and feel fulfilled and feel empowered and feel that you are just in a level of self-awareness. And it's something that's quite hard to explain. So that's why I love having my past clients uh, here on the podcast, because I think that it's just really interesting to hear the reasons why you you know, have felt that need to, to reach out and where you wanted to be. And so thank you so much for sharing that. It's really important. And I also just wanted to say one other thing, which is more of a statement um, than than a question because I think you already answered it. But one thing that really stuck out for me mm. with you as a as a potential client before we even actually worked together was that when we had our initial consult, so for anyone listening, if you do want to work with me, we always have a a time to speak before where we really get to know if it's a good fit. And we, uh, I understand uh, you and your uh, background and what you're looking for, and if I can support you. And in our initial consult, you came so ready. And I think that you, I don't know if you'd already made a decision before, or whether you'd made the decision whilst we were actually speaking. But that stood out to me, actually, more so than most people I sign was that it was a no-brainer for you you were ready you were like geared up to go and you were like let's do this and I think that we'll talk about um now about the the goals and and what happened but for me I see really that your confidence in your decision and how ready you were really went on to make your progress so quick and and I guess such a big transformation so that was definitely something to be really proud of and and do you agree did you see that readiness when you came to the console?
1: Definitely yes, yeah I I think I was I was 100% sure that there was I guess ultimately that there was more out there that like I wasn't living like the life that I wanted to be and I knew that I could um and I just needed to make some changes to get there and I think I just had to commit to it I think if you obviously it's a you know it's a big decision but I think sometimes if you kind of overanalyze which I'm naturally prone to do so I had to kind of resist that urge and say like I know that this is the right thing and I'm going to commit to it before my brain can come in and start coming up with stories why I maybe shouldn't do it or, or whatever and I just I knew in myself that I had to make that change and so I, I did it um, and I, I stuck to it and I tried to take that through the program as well is like. Um, if I'm going to do this I'm doing it to like the fullest Um, you know I'm going to make the most out of this opportunity I guess
0: yeah wow so powerful and I love that you just said I had to make the decision before my brain told me otherwise because what happens is when we overthink obviously our brain's going to just always look for evidence of why you shouldn't do something because the comfort zone is to stay in the not decision in the and to stay as you were. So obviously your brain's always looking to keep you in the same place because it wants to keep you very safe. So it's investing in a coaching program, signing up and committing to making a change, that's really difficult for our minds. So like you just said, you knew that if you didn't just decide there and go for it, then your brain would have probably presented to you all the evidence in the world why you shouldn't do it. So... Again, that commitment, and this is really part of the confidence loop. So as I was um, speaking about in last week's episode, uh, the theory of kind of switching the generator on. So you first have to make a decision. And for you, I think that decision was to make this change and to sign up to the program. You press the button on, that gave you confidence. And then the confidence leads to the making of the decision. And then we did the mindset shift. Then we did the actions, massive action, which you really like took control of and like you said that came from this commitment to no matter what happened see results you then got mm-hmm. the results and that fed back into your confidence and really and really built it up so I think that for anyone listening it's it's really important part of the process is the first step in making that change getting out the comfort zone and committing and I think Sarah's journey is actually a really amazing example of that and something to be very proud of so before I keep I keep telling you how proud I am I think that we need to really tell everyone why and, and, and what's happened so um to carry on the story um I want to read out a little bit from your pre-coaching questionnaire if that's okay with you
1: yeah of course
0: okay so at the start of the coaching program I send out a questionnaire and it really digs down into uh what's going on how you're feeling about turning 30 the past 10 years future goals what we're going to do in our work together. And there's a question that I asked that says, what would you do if you were not afraid, if there were no limits? So Sarah wrote, I would hand in my notice and give myself six months to try and make my business dreams a reality before re-entering the job market. So can you uh, explain this to uh, the listeners of how this links to the work that you did and the goal that we set and also your new career?
1: Yeah. Um, so um, I had known for a long time that I wanted to um, run my own business and um, to kind of follow the, the entrepreneurship um, career, uh, but I had just never had the confidence, I guess, to to go for it. Um, it always felt like such a, a huge, um, a huge decision, um, and also something that just felt unattainable to. To me um i just felt like i didn't have you know that the people who did it had something special that i didn't have for whatever reason um but i always really wanted that um and so when i came to you i guess even kind of now looking at it even the way i phrased it in the original questionnaire is still quite like kind of tempered it's like six months then i'll go back into the job market <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> um, but but yeah um and so I knew that that was, I guess, the ultimate ultimate goal. Um, and that is exactly what I did. Um, so after, um, I'm not even sure how many weeks it was into the program, um, but I did indeed make the decision. Um, and I handed in my notice at my job, um, which was a huge step for me. Um, something that I had been thinking about for such a long time, um, to the point where I just never thought it was you know, actually gonna come true. Um, so, so yes, yeah, so I've done that. I have now officially left. I'm working um, for myself um, and I'm doing some freelancing. I'm also um, in the process of setting up my own um, e-commerce brand as well.
0: So no one can see this, but I'm like sat here with the biggest smile on my face when Sarah's telling me the story uh, because she just says it so like nicely. And I really want to give timings for people to understand how the decision happened because You'd been thinking about doing it for like a really long time. I think you mentioned like 18 months. It was something that you'd really been like discussing in, with yourself whether to do it or not.
1: Yeah, 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 definitely. I think it's something, you know, I'd known for for a long, long time that it was kind of at some point in my life that was what I'd like to do. But yeah, for, for 18 months, I'd been on the verge of taking that step, um, like literally teetering on the edge and never actually um, going for it. Um so yeah, a long, long time in the coming.
0: <laughs> right. So just so everyone understands. So 18 months, Sarah comes to me, she signs up for the program. We start doing work together. And I'm pretty sure it was three weeks that you made yeah. the decision within by the third session, you mm-hmm. made the decision to actually leave. And then within that, I think it was another 10 days that you actually told your parents and you handed your notice in. So just to be clear, how crazy that was—that this is when I'm talking about a quick transformation—and how much Sarah committed to to making a change was really that after eighteen months, the decision was so was very very quick. And I want to ask you that obviously that took a certain level of confidence, like you said, you felt like that was missing from being able to make the decision. Was like why me? Like why should I do this? Uh, How did you work on your confidence? At this time, to make those decisions. Mm.
1: Um, so I think I guess there were two ways. When I came to you, I didn't actually really know. I guess that it was it was confidence that was holding me back. That wasn't necessarily how I would have sort of described it at the time. But it became, you know, it, to me, it was like I'm in the wrong job and uh, I need to fix it. And you know, um, and then actually very quickly realised that in fact it was it was confidence that was holding me back a hundred percent. And I think there was kind of two ways two ways that was showing it, kind of showing up to me. The first one is that I didn't trust myself to make my own decisions. Um, so I was kind of constantly looking for external validation. Um, so I think to start working on, on that one, it was, I remember we sat and looked into the past and looked at times when I had made decisions on my own and they had turned out to be either good decisions or I'd learned from them or, and it was just about kind of... Um, identifying that thought I had about myself. In fact, I remember the first time I said to you, uh, I'm just terrible at making decisions. And I said it, to me, it was was complete fact. I had lived that belief about myself for so long that I didn't think it was a thought. It was only when you stopped and kind of said, like, you know, that's just a thought, right? That it kind of, it it hit me like it is. It was just a thought. It wasn't a fact about me. But it became so true to me that I didn't, you know, it just showed up in my life in every way so it was about finding reasons I guess proof against that thought I had about myself um and kind of continually trying to do that um and then also it was I guess thinking about um confidence as almost like a bit of a ladder for, for me at the time so I was just taking small steps each time um so doing little things that fell out of my comfort zone or um you know, that, that were a bit kind of scary to me. Um, and each time kind of seeing that actually, um, it all worked out, <laughs> that, you know, these things aren't as scary as they seem. Um, and by doing each little one, I think you build up confidence every time. And then the next step you can take is a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger. Um, so yeah, for me with things like handing in my notice, obviously that was such a huge one. And, um, for me, it was kind of like multi-layered because it was also around, um telling my parents and friends um, about the decision as well um uh, before I then ultimately did did hand in my notice and and those things were, were really big to me because I had been seeking approval for so long from other people um so so yeah it was just taking those little steps I guess um and then just proving as I said I always thought um I didn't have this kind of special, thing about me. Um, I think because I wasn't um, particularly proud yet of where I was or or how far I'd come or, and that had kind of chipped away at my confidence almost without me knowing it over a long, long time. Um, And so I'd got to the point where I felt very uninteresting we spoke about that a lot I know but um I did feel I felt like I just didn't have anything to add um that showed up both professionally and kind of socially as well it's like I was um I was playing small um and um again it was about like just taking little steps um so for example um I we talked a lot, I won't go into too much detail, but about the WhatsApp group. So I was in a kind of marketing, um, like networking group, which had a, a kind of a WhatsApp thread to talk about all things sort of G2C um, marketing. And it was a, a group that I had been um, uh, an onlooker to for a long, long time and never actually participated. Um, and I wanted to, I knew that I had things to add, but I just didn't have the confidence to actually say them. And so. It, it's so small and an anonymous, but it was a big thing to me at the time. But I said, "I'm going to do it. I'm going to write on this on this chat. I'm going to reply to a message," um, and I did it. And you know, no one said you're a fraud. No, <laughs> no one disagreed with me. And again, it's all just about kind of building up that um, the the bank of evidence. I think um, that in fact you you are confident. You do have things to add, um, and that the things maybe you believed about yourself aren't actually aren't
0: actually true. They are just thoughts. Wow. I have so much to say. I don't know where to start.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that was such a long response.
0: No, it was amazing. Honestly, (laughs) really so many pearls of wisdom there and kind of like every, everything that you've just said links back to how to build confidence. And it's exactly like you said, it's the mindset. So let's just talk about the thought work that you did. And it was just so, I remember so clearly that session of you just saying. Emma, I'm just really bad at making decisions. And you just said it like, it was just a fact about you. And I think this links back to people just constantly feeling that confidence is like a personality trait. And they say, I'm just not a confident person. I just don't have confidence. And people genuinely believe that about themselves. So it's like, I just am who I am. And there's nothing I can do to change that. And then actually, when I called you out on your decision-making and I said, hold up, you know, I can't remember. I think I used example of, I think I used two examples. I said, but didn't you, aren't, aren't you engaged to marry someone that you really love? And you made a decision to get married. And like when, when he asked you, you said, yes, like is that a good decision? And you were like, uh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. (laughs) And then I was like, and what about the decision to coach with me? And you were like, oh yeah. And I'm like, so you can make decisions. And sometimes decisions are good. And it was like really releasing this story that you've been telling yourself for a really long time. And I think that you did come to me with a story of, oh, I just made a bad decision when I finished university. And that led to this and this and this, that has led to what's happening now. And as part of our coaching together, we just really took that story and completely changed it and it was like actually I made the right decision for me at the time that has led me to this place where I am now and that's part of who I am today and that really did come from like you said accessing the thought questioning and challenging the thought and then finding evidence against it and then essentially thinking new thoughts
1: yeah definitely and I think with the like with the decision making for instance I think when you have a belief about yourself that is so ingrained it's quite easy I think your brain kind of filters out all of the evidence against that thought so it's like that's why to me you know those kind of decisions they hadn't even really registered to me like as decisions I'd almost like just filtered them out yeah. because my brain was only looking for the evidence to, to kind of solidify that thought of I'm a bad decision maker and actually it takes that like you have to kind of step back and and properly look for yourself I don't trust your brain to tell you that like to pick out the evidence for you you have to like really actually look and think about it um and I think that's where things like the journaling and stuff that we did really helped as well um because it it forces you to to stop and and reflect and challenge some of the thoughts that you've had about yourself and and um assess yeah you for yourself rather than just trusting your kind of um instinct I guess.
0: Yeah. And I think that there's a, there's a, what you just said really brought to mind is like a Instagram quote that I've seen flying around about like, don't trust everything you think. And I think that that's true. And it's like, I think I've used this example before. I can't remember, maybe it was in our coaching session together, but when you, for example, want to buy a new car and then all of a sudden you like, say you want to buy um, a Volkswagen Golf and then you'll, uh, not seen a golf for ages and then you start looking at them online and then all of a sudden you go outside and like every other car is a volkswagen golf and it's like oh my god like what a coincidence but it's not a coincidence you're just directing your mind to that specific scenario so what happened with you is that you'd like you said, you hadn't even had those positive thoughts about yourself for however long you'd been within these limiting beliefs. And then all Mm -hmm. of a sudden, when you started to open up, and like you said, doing it via journaling, and just, I guess, coaching together and just becoming more self aware, going into that next level of, oh, actually, what's going on inside my head, you then open up your brain to see new evidence. And just to move on to the second thing that you said about it being a ladder with small steps is really important because you had to start small to be able to make the big decision. Mm-hmm. And I think that actually what happened is that, like in the confidence loop that I was mentioning before, was these small steps really fed into the, the feeling that you can trust yourself and the feeling that you have your own back. And that led into, okay, so... So what if my parents don't fully approve, which actually they did in the end, but you know, it doesn't matter what other people think, it doesn't matter who approves of me, because I approve of me. And then that gave you the confidence to then go ahead and hand your notice in, tell people at work, speak to your friends about it. And then it showed up, obviously, in all different areas of your life. And I just love the story about the networking because that about the WhatsApp group, because that is an example that actually came after you made the decision, right? But the decision to leave. But funnily enough, it's these little things that build up to the bigger sense of confidence that do build up to this aura of having your own back. So I love that example as a practical tip for someone who wants to build confidence is get on the ladder, you know, start small, and do things like speaking out in a meeting, or signing up to dance class that you want to do and things like this and you were just such a living example of that
1: yeah I think it it does make such a because for me as well as I said it was um the the lack of confidence was the professional area was where I was struggling with it so much but it did show up socially as well and so I was also kind of throughout the program trying to um sort of speak more with my friend it sounds so it sounds silly to say it but actually like i i did realize through doing the program that i i did kind of hold myself back in social settings because i thought i wasn't as funny or as charismatic or whatever it was as the other people so that they should talk more than i should um and actually it's again it's like challenging that and um I remember even like I went to a brunch with my friends um during the program and came back to you and said like I felt like a different person at that brunch because I didn't hold myself back I you know I I shared stuff about my journey I was just me um and it's the first time you kind of do that um after sort of almost putting on a bit of like a mask for so long is like quite liberating um just being yourself um and so even those things you know it's quite a safe space like you're with your friends and stuff but um it's a good way to kind of practice that building confidence and and speaking out and and stuff and then you can take that into the perhaps like scarier arena of work or or whatever it might be
0: yeah 100% agree and I think it's just a really good example of the ripple effect of how it can start off in one area and then it kind of uh, ripples it into the next area and the next area because really what it actually is is about you just being you and yeah. you're not compartmentalized to be one way in work and one way in your social life and one way in your relationship and one way with your family because really yeah. if you show up as your true self and you have the confidence to do that then you actually should be responding in the same way or a similar way eventually in all those areas so mm-hmm. um yeah you definitely saw that Change in that transition as we work together, and I want to ask another question. So we're making it all sound like roses and daisies, and you just signed up and you made this big decision, and it was just like great, and then you did all these things. But what was really difficult for you in the past three months? Like you were building confidence, and you definitely were going on the up straight away. Had made this, you know, big change, and you did hand your notice in. But what were the things that you found challenging during? these times of making these decisions
1: yeah I mean I think for what obviously kind of going outside of your comfort zone which is essentially what I was doing um quite a lot throughout that that period is um is quite sort of scary in an exciting way um and quite tiring I think um and um throughout the program I realized um that a lot of this so a lot of the situation i was in we we talked about the concept of like emotional adulthood um in the in the program and um i think that moment where you realize that actually um your situation isn't just because of other people and you know these things have happened to you and it's actually that you've played a role in that and i think kind of accepting accepting that is is quite challenging as well as like saying oh because you have you have that moment of like gosh, I could have done this earlier. Um, and you know, maybe things wouldn't have been so bad or, you know, um, a lot of that. Um, I think that was quite hard and, and yeah, definitely accepting the role that you've had to play in your own journey this far, you know, so far. Um, and maybe the negative parts of that as well, um, is potentially a bit hard to accept at times. Um, and yeah, just that like constant kind of pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and, um, I, yeah, I think it's just a weird, it's just a, that transition period of almost like becoming someone, someone new, and people mm-hmm. have become used to you. Um, I think that was one thing as well. Is like um, I had. I don't want to overstate, you know, but I had been playing this this kind of slightly smaller role, um, someone who's maybe a little bit more kind of childlike. I wasn't owning my role as a kind of a grown-up. I wasn't making my own decisions hugely before. And the people around me were just kind of used to that being who I was. And I think um, throughout the program, becoming more confident, becoming more um, kind of self-reliant, I guess, um, also affects the other people around you as well. And I think there was a you know, there, there were moments with um, either my fiance or my mom or whatever, where I could feel like I wasn't behaving in a way maybe that I would have before. And and, and their kind of reactions to that. And it's about everyone, I guess, getting used to this sort of new, um, more confident and, and better version of, of you. But, but yeah, I think, it, you know, it does take some time, I guess, to kind of settle into your new role.
0: Yeah. And I'm so happy that you shared that because in a weird way, I think that some people maybe hold back from making changes, whether it be changes in themselves or even career changes, such as like you've done setting up a business. Obviously, Mm -hmm. such a big thing is how will people respond? And even though it's a good decision, it's a good decision for you. And even though you becoming a more confident person, becoming happier, becoming more satisfied and fulfilled in your life is an amazing direction for you. There is something in it sometimes that worries but what if I do those things and other people don't like that? Or what if I yeah. outgrow my friends or what if I outgrow my family? You know, and I, I, I'm really uh, happy that you touched upon that. Cause I think that actually sometimes holds people back from getting out of their comfort zones, that fear yeah. of actually it's kind of what, it's, it's, it's success intolerance in a way. It's like, what would actually happen if I am successful? What will actually happen if I do feel good? And how did people respond to you?
1: Yeah, I mean, really well. Like, I, I think um, when I started to share more about the journey I was on and, um, you know, that I was going to go and sell this business and stuff, so um, I had worried that people would sort of, um, you know, roll their eyes and say, oh, yeah, sure, like, um, come back to us in six months kind of thing. Where, you know, but actually everyone was um, – was really positive, really interested. Um, and that kind of was further evidence as well that actually, um, I am an interesting person. Um, and I do have, um, you know, stuff to share in conversations. And, um, so that was, uh, quite a kind of nice loop, I guess. Um, and then the people around me. So I, you yeah, know, I think, um, one of the bigger issues I had when I came to you was kind of looking for, um, approval from other people. So because I, i at the time struggled to make decisions for myself i really um looked for other people to do that for me um and so uh i guess in a way i think one of the big kind of moments of realizations i had in the program was that actually um that was an impossible thing to ask somebody else to do um but because you know i'd i'd been looking for that for someone to say to me you know primarily my parents to say to me yes, like you can do this, you should quit your job, you should go and do this, you should follow your dreams. Um, actually they were never going to do that. It's, it's unrealistic to ask someone else to take that quite big step for you. Um, and, but I had read that as they obviously don't think I can. Um, they, they don't believe in me. Um, and if they don't believe in me, then why should I believe in me? Um, and actually, I realized that that isn't the case at all. And when I made the decision for myself, A, that was more empowering for me. Um, but also, they responded really well. Um, they said that they thought it was the right thing, that it's something I'd been wanting to do for a long time, that you know now was the right time to do it, and that they did believe in me. Um, and all of that time that I'd been telling myself they didn't, um, it was actually just that no one's ever going to be able to make that decision for you and nobody ever should. Um, So that was, that was also really nice as well. And again, more proof that like you don't know what people are thinking about you. And so you really shouldn't put so much or really any emphasis on that at all. um, Because, I found more often than not you are actually wrong (laughs) um (laughs) so uh so yeah everyone like literally everybody in my life was really um really supportive really positive as I say there was definitely moments where um you know there was a conflict I guess between how I would have reacted before and how I react now to a certain situation but those are really minor things as people just get used to the new you but in general yeah with like the, the decisions that i would made and the steps i would taken people were were just really happy for me
0: amazing I just adore the story about when you told your parents because there was a build-up obviously for you yeah. to do that and they responded so well and I think that really was down to a lot of the work that you had done and we had done together about how you were going to present it and how much that you believed in yourself that you didn't require anybody else's external validation of you because you validated yourself. And it was very, that was very important of how you actually went and uh, presented yourself. And I know that's something that you're going to take forward as an entrepreneur, as a business owner into your new business. And we speak a lot about how, you know, really owning who you are. And that is also part of confidence. So uh, I love that story and I'm so happy. And I actually had a question of what was a light bulb moment for you? And I think that you've really just hit the nail on the head already and answered it because- unless you have something else to add, but I really think that the light bulb moment of, like you said, like realising that you don't need anybody else's external approval was such yeah. a big game changer for you. A
1: hundred percent, yeah. Um, That was ultimately, I think, that was like the, the crux to everything, I think, is like the, the lack of confidence in myself result had been resulting in that for so long. I put so much emphasis on wanting other people to say, yes, you can do it. And I've been ignoring the part of me that was saying, I think I can do it. And I know me better than, you know, anyone else. And I know what I want to do better than anyone else. Um, So why was I seeking so much approval from people who actually didn't really know whether, like they didn't know what it would take to do what I want to do. You know what I mean? Um, So yeah, 100% when I was able to kind of see that I was asking the impossible and that I was taking something away from myself, by wanting them to do that. Because when I finally made that decision um, and I handed in my notice and everything, it was so, um, it gave me further confidence knowing that I had made that decision entirely for myself. Um, And it was down to me knowing that, you know, I believed in myself. And that was a really great position to be able to leave my job and move on to the next step. Um, So, yeah, 100%. um, That was a big, big light bulb moment.
0: Wow. I I just love it. I feel like everything just spiraled for you. You know, you started in the loop of making this decision to make a change, which came from awareness. And I think that the confidence I can... speak on your behalf to say that it just showed up in so many different areas from like we've already said and and obviously the career was the main thing but I think it's just so important for um, the listeners to hear and understand how if it was true that confidence is just a personality trait then Sarah wouldn't have been able to do all of these amazing things and take these really important lessons uh, moving forward so uh, such good work and a topic I could literally speak about for hours and hours and hours as we know that's what we do and then I'll work together Mm. Uh, but I just want to end by one last question Mm. so what advice would you give to somebody who is now maybe wanting to make a change or coming into the area the the arena sorry of of awareness that something's got to give and but still feeling not sure about themselves and and wanting to build confidence but really feeling a little bit helpless as to where to start from your personal experience what advice would you give as a starting point
1: um so I would say the first thing is to try and identify what those limiting beliefs are that you have about yourself that are stopping you from feeling confident and stopping you from living that life that you want to do whatever whatever it is so as I said for me it was the I believed that I didn't have the ability to make good decisions on my own and I believe that I was uninteresting. Um, and that I didn't have much to to add, um, to the world, I guess. Um, and once you kind of, you, you have, like, once you've identified those main areas, I think then you can start really challenging them. So like we said, kind of looking at the past and looking for evidence, um, and build up that bank of evidence to disprove those thoughts that you have about yourself. And then also it's like, if you know, those things, it's like, okay, what are the small steps that I can take to, to test those theories? I guess that I hold about myself. Um, and, um, the more that you do that, um, a, the more evidence you get and the more evidence you have, the more confident you'll feel to take a bigger step and a bigger step. Um, and it's just, um, and also I guess like being, um, I do think being kind, kind to yourself is important as well. Like it's, um, as you said, confidence is, is learned and I don't think you can go from, um, feeling very unconfident to I'm just going to, you know, I mean, me coming on this podcast, um, is for me quite a big, um, a big step, um, and kind of, um yes the thought of listening to this afterwards is very scary but um <laughs> but yeah I mean you know as I say it's kind of a journey it's not going from like naught to 100 in, in you know 30 seconds it's kind of building building up that bank of evidence so that you know those thoughts about yourself yourself are thoughts and they are not facts um and that's the biggest thing I guess in a way that I took out of this this program and that you helped me to see is that um everything really is is all just a thought it's something that you've created in your own mind um and it's it's not you it doesn't define who you truly are um and you can keep building confidence if you if you really put your mind to it
0: such great advice and get a bit emotional when i think (laughs) of the fact that you have learned this you know through our time together and i i If you know, I've got I'm lost for words. There's so much to say, but I really want to thank you for coming on here and sharing your story. Because as you just mentioned, even this for you, the podcast is also something that is maybe out of. I mean, it's out of my comfort zone. So it's also out of your comfort zone, I'm sure. And we spoke about it before how that takes obviously a certain level of confidence to come and record something. So really want to thank you uh, for coming and sharing your story and, you know, being so authentic and really giving just such good advice to everyone. And it's obviously, it's been a pleasure to work with you. And I think just wishing you so much luck on this next part of your journey, because really, you know, you have now all the skills and everything to move forward and you're going to have nothing but success as a result. So thank you again so much. Thank you amazing so uh, if you have listened to this podcast and you like it then please subscribe share it with friends rate it all of the things and to hear more information about my turning 30 coaching program you can find me on instagram at turning 30 coach where i'm always available and you can also set up an initial consult with me there via the link in my profile and we'll see you all on the show next
1: week